This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Let's go! And you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. As always, I'm stoked to be here and be your ticket to awesome art experiences in Kirikiriroa and beyond. And today, I'm journeying into the beyond. Well, no, not really, but it's just that I've got a friend of the show and a family member of mine. Um, Jordan Mooney's here. Kia ora, Jordan. Kia ora. Lovely to be here. Yeah, thanks for um, taking the time, bro. I feel like it's been a hot minute since I've had you on That's the Ticket. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, everything's been so challenging during this time, but um, we're pushing through and things are still possible. Yeah, and I I actually think it was around about this time. Oh, no, it was probably a bit earlier. Last time I had you on was around August 2020, right? In the lead up to conversations. Yeah. That's right. It was, yeah. Back when live theatre was... um, was a thing back in the dark ages the good old oh, no, we're in the dark ages now <laughs> um no literally but, i mean all the theaters are dark aren't they yeah well not all of them for for um the places in level two. Oh, there are places in level two of course that's right i forget yes. being auckland based yeah no how's house tricks in tamaki makoto um it's hard i mean uh, we're all in the same boat so i feel like i'd just be saying things that everybody else thinks but I've, I've, I've remained positive through the whole time but I'm certainly looking for um so some more certainty going forward but hey the vaxathon was a huge success so that's really positive it's nice to see that people are still coming together and considering themselves a team of five million so it's fine maybe there'll be some destiny church satire coming out in the future who knows something good could come of it uh, well, actually, this I met. I imagine there's going to be some theatre coming out of this. Um, Disney Church, the musical. No, I just mean like people will be writing stuff in Tamaki Makoto and in Kirikiroa across the country. You know, because it's mm. lockdown level three, whatever it may be. People have time to like finish the plays they've been working on, and I imagine the people mm-hmm. are going to be doing um, like COVID themed shows i reckon absolutely oh yeah i've got a bit to say about that but you might, i don't know if you want to cover it later or uh, i mean um we can we, we can launch into it um actually before we do i'm just going to immediately contradict myself um for those listeners who aren't familiar with um who you are maybe a maybe a brief uh jordan mooney creative history if you fancied it mm. yeah yeah well um my name's jordan mooney <laughs> nice. I'm an actor, um, first and foremost, um, sort of branching out into different uh, 
disciplines um, at, at the moment, which is good. Um, recently, we're doing a lot of dance. No, no dance. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I started doing a lot of theatre at Rivley when I was a child. Um, all began at Stagecraft when mum, Cecilia Mooney, was running it. And that kind of started everything. Some of my tutors, which some of the listeners may know, were uh, Nick Clothian, Nick Wilkinson, who are all of um, reputable status in, 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 in the Hamilton community scene. Um, yeah, in fact, uh, Magic PowerShell was one of my early shows, which Cecilia Mooney wrote, which was um, to be reimagined and put on stage at the Meteor, I believe. Um, it'd be on now, I think, or it, may have, or it would have just closed. Um, yeah. But of course, COVID put, put a dampener on that. Um, and then I did a lot of musicals uh, and some plays at Riverley Theatre. Moved to Auckland when I was 19, did a bunch of theatre, a lot of work with Auckland Theatre Company, a lot of independent theatre, and then kind of edged my way into screen and have been happily working ever since. And yeah. um, you've been, uh, I was going to say, you've been on the telly um, fairly recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, was uh, a kind of a show that uh, me and Missy, also friend of the show and family member of ours, um, absolutely binged in the like first Kitty Kitty Roar lockdown and like in August mm-hmm. um Panthers mm-hmm. and yeah Panthers was um it's the, the most recent work that I've done um actually I have done work since then but yeah that was the most of note definitely um and what an experience what a show to be part of it's called Pan- the Panthers and it's about the Polynesian Panther movement in um in the 70s and Filming that show, I didn't realize how much of a success it would be. I knew it was good, but I didn't realize it was going to be as good as it was. And, and, and filming something is a different experience to actually watching it. I remember watching it for the first time. We watched the, the first three episodes. And it was really when we all, all watched it together and the room was full of young Polynesian people and old and, and the real Panthers and, and the whole team were all there together. And we got to the end of the, the third episode um, and I just had to leave. I, I, I left. We had the rap party later that evening, but it just hit me, the reality of what happened during the dawn raids and how much of a difficult time it was for Polynesian people living during that time. And it, I, I, I felt a sense of shame. You know, I mean, this was within the last 50 years. I mean, it's just, it's crazy to think that that, that kind of level of racism existed. And there are a lot of contributing factors and it just really struck home that it really happened to people, that the police knocked on people's doors and they told them that they had to go. They checked their passports and then they sent them packing. You know, the barking dogs at the door. It's just, it's crazy. In Ponsonby, and I mean, for anybody who's been to Ponsonby, you just, you, you can't imagine it now. It's like, it's just crazy. It's crazy. I mean, to be a part of that show was special and a real, yeah, it was a big step for me. And um, yeah, as you mentioned, it's it's done incredibly well. A um, lot of positive reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, some overseas recognition as well. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it was screened at the Toronto International Film Festival. Um, only four television shows. It's traditionally a, a film festival, but um, they select um, um, important television stories occasionally, and four were selected this year. One of which was Panthers. And it's the first New Zealand television show to ever be selected for the Toronto Film Festival. 
um, which is a, a, a really big accolade. Um, and the lead actor, Demetrius, was um, named as one of the um, rising stars of the festival as well, which is very exciting. Um, it was recently named in The Hollywood Reporter um, as top 10 shows that are on for sale at Cannes. Because, um, mm. of course, the film festivals act not only to show and showcase new work, but they're also, they're marketing, they're, they're kind of like a big film and television fairs for networks and things to, to to buy. I know there's interest for it to be bought. There's some, it's not out yet, but I, there's interest, there's interest. So, I mean, I'm hoping personally that it gets picked up by some international streamers so the world can, can see this story. Yeah, I mean, luckily you can see it in New Zealand right now. Good old um, TVNZ yeah. on demand. If you are yet to watch yeah. it, I know. A few, available. Yeah, a few episodes ago um, uh, when I had Missy on, uh, Miss Mooney on to talk about kind of uh, ways we were activating our arts engagement and uh, lockdown and such. Um, we we talked about Panthers and how we'd been binging that. So if you're yet to watch it, even after listening to previous That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney episodes, now's the time. It's it's come back. The show has come back um, into being mentioned on the show. So it's a sign from the universe that you need to watch the Panthers if you haven't already. Um, yeah, I think so. And not only is it a great piece of New Zealand work, but it's a great piece of New Zealand history. Um, I, I think it's a, it's special to be a part of something that has social and political impact. It's not just a fictional story. There's, there's truth to it. Absolutely. And um, I feel like now more than ever, but before we circle back, um, to some of the stuff you want to talk about, Jordan. Um, I feel like now is more than ever is an appropriate time to uh, break for a song and break for a track from the Panthers soundtrack. Um, oh, great. What have you chosen? Um, I've gone for um, the song Doubt, um, right. but I do highly recommend that um, if you've got the time, uh, when you're done binge watching Panthers, listen to the soundtrack. It's available on Spotify, Apple Music, um, wherever you like to stream. And um, it's some really high quality uh, New Zealand made um, music. So anyway, here's Doubt and uh, we'll be back. Got a 
watch how it plans out, fully plans out. Even when you get slapped by the cat with a stand out, no. Consequences of your ketchup, F your friendship, left for dead and F redemption. F regrets and best intentions, no exception. Best you go your own direction, uh. Riches burn, you live and learn. You're at the point of no return with no concern. Uh. Trust your gut and trust your choices, now. Shun the love and flush the voices out. Honest things you're being annoyed about when you're dealing with a thing like heartache. Paranoia might destroy you in between a rock and a hard place. No when the sun go down and the moon come out, doubt. You know what I'm all about when the sun go down and the moon come out, doubt. You know what I'm all about when the sun go down and the moon come out, doubt. You know what I'm all about when the sun go down and the moon come out, doubt. You know what I'm all about. Take a man away for life to dawn a light I got to fight for vengeance See crime and I'm fully tempted Full force got a gap redemption Ain't worry about what's my senses Cause it came straight out the trenches Gone is a bomb while I'm dropping fences Two sides can spot the difference On the road causing mad offenses Brown man built a paddy wagon Treat us wrong so they got to have it Must get be causing damage Like the day they start attacking I fight back while I'm planning tactics Protest while they push us back Cause criminals what they manifest It outrageous what they gotta capture Actions have a consequence It leaves me in the dark again Judging your reaction, I'm your only friend If I can't keep you honest And no one keeps their promise We're drowning in a storm And I'm looking at a lonely end When the sun go down and the moon come out, doubt You know what I'm all about When the sun go down and the moon come out, doubt You know what I'm all about when the sun go down and the moon come out, doubt. You know what I'm all about when the sun go down and the moon come out, doubt. You know what I'm all about. Doubt from the Panthers soundtrack, absolute banger. Um, pretty groovy, um, if I don't say so myself. Yeah, and um, can I just say, like, I, I think the soundtrack element of Panthers is one of the elements that really sets it aside from any work internationally. That musical element that's woven all the way throughout. Diggy Dupe, who's um, rapping on a lot of the tracks and who was the, the main, of, well, one of the main contributors on that album. Um, he kind of acts as a narrator, sort of surreal element weaved throughout the series. Um, and that element really sticks out. I, I, I love it. I love the musical component of, of the show. It's so cool. It's cool. It's actually cool. You know, the show's fire, you know, like it's actually cool. And like no offense, New Zealand work, but I don't know. Sometimes it just lacks um, being really cool with someone who's like 15 or 16. Like I've got quite a few Polynesian friends um 
And like my friend Patrick Tuffer, who I was in Westside with, I spent so much time with him and just being around some of his cousins and some of his brothers. They're like 15, 16 year old Samoan guys. You know, they're, they're not tuning into TV3 on 8, 8.30 on a Monday. You know, they're just not. They're watching Netflix and Neon or, or whatever. And to, to have these guys tuning in on demand and like respecting and loving this New Zealand work is, is refreshing. And um, actually, I do just want to take a moment to shout out. There's some really awesome uh, musician cameos in Panthers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I know that there's a cheeky spoiler potentially, but there's a tre- cheeky Troy Kingy um, in an episode. Yeah. And I, like, I lost it because I love, I'm a massive fan of um, Troy Kingy. And I was like, is it? And I think oh, it's yeah. like the first episode mm-hmm. or something. And yeah. Um, I was, yeah, it is. Yeah. So he was a big contributor to the album as well. Yeah, which is probably why I love it so much. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. No. yeah, it was Troy Kingy, Diggy Dupe, and um, Jonathan Crayford, who was Chelsea Preston Crayford, who played uh, Carolyn, uh, Jimmy, my character's wife. Her, her father uh, was the composer. Jeez, it's all it's all comes full circle. Um, mm-hmm. That's cool, though. And there's so many um, awesome uh, Kiwi collaborators on the album. Uh, there's some Mellow Downs on there. My mind is blanking on the yeah. other people featured on tracks, but seriously, check it out. Don't worry, I'll put the link up uh, with the That's the Ticket uh, podcast. So um, give the That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page a cheeky like if you haven't already. Follow us on Spotify. Do the whole mm. thing. You've got time. It's a mood. Um mm. Mm. Can, can, I, can I just briefly talk about the co-papa on the on the set of making that job like yeah. the, the the mood the mood on panthers and the way in which that that story developed and this this is from an actor's perspective was so special and unique to to just a unique actor and creative experience working in television because so often you audition you do it then that's the woohoo maybe you'll have a couple of rehearsals you arrive on the day you film you do your job and that's that's all fair and well that's and that's fine but there was there was a culture that was built in panthers that we were a part of the development of this you know i I had about 20 hours worth of meetings and discussions with the other actors with with tom hearn and and noah the producers we sat down and we discussed why our characters would do this, what was happening here, things we didn't agree with, you know, and we had real ownership over what we were doing. And I think that really comes through on the screen. Um, it was it was such a special process developing that together, you know. Everybody's voice was important. And that's that's really hard to find because, you know, and it's a trickle-down effect. And that, that comes from these producers that were just outstanding. Um, just touching on um, what you've just said about um, open communication and getting as many people involved, um, you know, in the early stages of a creative project, would you say that this is something that could work on a community level or in different like art form, art forms? So not just film, like with theatre and stuff. Do you think with kind of uh, devised pieces or you know, home absolutely. Growth. Well, I think it works hundred percent. Asked in that early. Yeah, I think. Oh, definitely, definitely. Because it just means that people are on the same page. Because if mm-hmm. you just, if somebody, if a director and a producer have a vision, and they develop it alone in a room, and then they just bring the actors in, and then just immediately start rehearsing, it's so difficult for people to understand exactly where the seeds were planted, and then things don't bloom in the same kind of way. Whereas if people are like nurturing the soil together 
then things just grow so much more coherently, I think. And I mean, as uh, you know, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, when you were giving your kind of brief history of yourself, um, you kind of started out on started out in theatre and then kind of mm-hmm. did a bit of everything else and have gone up to worked up to doing film, TV, everything really. And um, mm-hmm. would you say that your kind of background and grounding in theatre has helped with this kind of progression of your career? Hundred percent, definitely. Not a real actor unless you started in theatre. Nah. Well, are you? I don't know. You know, there's a part of me that believes that. You know, I. You look at some of some of our 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 most loved actors, um, and particularly from Britain. I mean, it's all it's all in the theatre. There's something about having a curtain call and then right from the beginning, right through to the end having to follow it through all the way um i mean there's just something about theater isn't there and you can't it's so hard to put your finger on you know there's all of the obvious differences like uh you can't call cut and you have an audience but uh, there's just something about it there's something there's something you have to embody and there's something there's there's a level of trust that you have to have in yourself as an actor it's it's it definitely lends itself it definitely lends itself i mean i feel like that's what i quite like about um radio is that you know there's there's a liveness to it you know yeah yeah it's it's like being on stage but not being on stage if that makes sense yeah yeah maybe you're on the stage waves yeah stage waves radio waves maybe you need to branch out into podcasting next mate well i have thought about it reef uh my old friend who played wall from west side we've always we've always discussed doing a podcast but I don't know. It's one of those things. It's one of those things everybody says that they're going to do. They're like, oh, yeah, we should do a podcast. We should do a podcast. Um, we should do a podcast, though. We should. We should. I mean, it'll be you, international. It'll be interesting because he's in Melbourne. You could do it remotely. Um, you know, technology these days, anything can be achieved. Yeah. You'll bring back the radio plays. Oh, yeah. I like the idea of a radio play. Yeah, you could um, pre-record a radio play. Oh, that'd be so intense. Yeah. Maybe that'll be my next episode. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to pre-record a radio play for me, Jordan? Yeah, sure. Well, you if you write it, yeah. Yeah, okay. You have um, to write it. Well, no, I suppose we've all got to develop it together. Otherwise, we'll be contradicting ourselves. Yeah, true, true. Um, and... Uh, do, is, is now, do you feel like now is an appropriate time to um, circle back? There's some stuff that you wanted to bring specifically to the show. So um, I may regret my choice right now, but I'm about to give you the floor. Yeah, I was just going to talk about some good things to watch. Oh, yep. Go for it then. Yeah. Um, well, I actually, this is going to link into what um, just talking about what I'm up to at the moment. And I want to talk about what it's like Um living as an artist during this time i mean i don't have another job which i've really been reflecting on recently because i'm 32 and i I don't have another job i do not have a cv if i wanted to go and get a job i'd be like um okay so uh 2012 to 2015 i played eric on west side (laughs) you know like i played jordan luck you know it's it's not like uh like who are my references you know it's it's funny and managing it during a time like COVID nineteen is 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 hard. 
and interesting and innovative. And innovation is really important during these times to survive. I think you know we have to we have to be entrepreneurial. Um, I think uh, some good good Kiwi things to watch at the moment. There's a series called Good Grief, which is um, it's on TVNZ on demand, um, and it was a series written by Grace Palmer and her sister, whose name I've forgotten. And it's about a family who inherit a funeral home in small town New Zealand, and it really encompasses uh, that classic kind of Kiwi humour. It's been coined as kind of next flight of the Concords, um, and it was only on demand on TVNZ, but it's just been picked up by AMC. AMC, yeah, who produced Breaking Bad, which, I mean, is just huge. Um, and it's called into question in a few places where what TVNZ supports and what they don't, which I think is interesting because, um, I mean, if a huge American production companies like AMC are standing up and saying, we're interested, we're going to fund you, it's pretty exciting. So I think that's a, that's a definite great watch for people. Another one that's on demand is called Kuda, uh, short for Papa Kuda which is also an uh, on-demand series it? on TVNZ. Sorry, what was It's called Kura. Oh, yeah. K-U-R-A. Kura. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, which is a hilarious series that follows uh, a couple of young guys trying to make their way in the world. Um, and it's great. It's just got that really homegrown feeling. It's, 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 it's great. It's, it's shot really well. It's it's very cool. And it's made by Plus Six Four with a production company who also made a series called Alibi, which was quite interesting. It was um, on demand as well, and it was designed to be watched out of order. You could watch the episodes in any kind of order, and it was a oh, murder mystery. Nice. So it's some cool Kiwi stuff to watch. But, you know, guilty, I kind of feel guilty about this. I haven't actually been watching that much stuff because, and I feel so behind, because I, like, I haven't seen Squid Game. Have you seen Squid Game? Um, no, my uh, one of my bubble mates, uh, my boyfriend Jez, was watching the first episode the other night, and he's quite into it. I haven't actually watched it yet. Mm. I don't know if I will. It seems a bit. And I, I feel kind of bad. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I think the content—it sounds right up my alley, and I am definitely going to watch it. Um. But I find it very exciting that Squid Game has broken all the records. It's the most watched Netflix series of all time now. And it's Korean. It has yeah. subtitles or a dub if you're lazy. Oh, see, I can't do a dub. That's why. And then... Oh, um, I find a dub awful. Sub, there are subtitles. Yeah. And so that's the thing. Um, Jeremy was watching it and he's like, oh, no, you just turn on the English subtitles. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe now this stands a chance. But... Mm. Um, Full confession, he was watching it and then I was playing um, Zelda on Nintendo Switch. So, Oh, that's that's fine. That's actually yeah. fine. Yeah. Still art. <laughs> in, in a way. Um, but I find it so exciting that Squid Game is so is doing so successfully. Mm. Doing so successfully. Is that, is that grammatically correct? I don't know. I'm so pleased it's been so successful. Which I think Parasite had a huge part to do with that, which is an outstanding Korean film that won so many awards. Um, but it's just opening the doors commercially and around the world for viewers to watch things that aren't just made by European or English-speaking countries. Because I find that so boring. There are so many amazing series and films that are made in Europe, that are made in, in Asia and in India, and, and they have a different way of telling stories. The way that... that 
the narratives work, they, they work differently. It's not just traditional first act, second act, third act film. And I just find that so exciting. So that's on my must watch list. Okay. Um, can I pause, can I pause on your lists? Um, for a minute just because I feel like we're gonna it's gonna get into a deep dive and I want to get people give people a the time to get like something to write stuff down with um, out and b um, grab a pen guys yeah and also I want to just take a quick break because I need to make sure I get in a very important segment in today's show got to give it the prime spot um can you guess my favorite you- part this is your favorite part um do you want to interrupt picks. yeah Rick's pick um, I am correct. Um, yes. Yeah, so it's so nice being on the airwaves and being able to say hi, I'm Kariki. I know, and like, it's yeah, especially um, you know, in amidst changing alert levels and stuff, it's honestly been a great motivator for um, keeping the show going and keeping stuff moving on. And um, this yeah. week's Rick's pick is an absolute bop. Um, oh, actually, I should actually describe what Rick's pick is um, for those who don't know. Um, Jordan and I have an Uncle Rick. Uh, he lo- loves listening to music, listens to a lot of radio, big supporter of radio, and uh, that's the ticket with Hannah Mooney. Uh, has listened to every single episode. What a legend. Um, and when he heard that I got my radio show, he's like, cool, I'm going to give you a list. Every week you can play Rick's pick. And every week I have had a Rick's pick. I've never missed it. Thank goodness. And um, this week, I'm going for a personal favorite of mine by um, John Lennon. It's called uh, Whatever Gets You Through the Night. So uh, this one's for you, Uncle Rick.
that was this week's Rick's pick. Absolute banger of a track. Love a bit of John Lennon. Definitely a boost. Banger. Um, Jordan Mooney's here. Uh, we've just uh, been having a wee uh, dive into uh, Jordan's uh, TV and film recommendations. So uh, we've covered Panthers so far. Um, the Panthers, I should say. Uh, Good Grief, Parasite, and um, Squid Game. Um, what else you got for me, bro? Um, and hey, stop me if I start waffling because I could go on forever. I really okay. could. Especially because there's, there's no tangible audience. So I'm like, wow, I, they want to listen, don't they? But everyone's giving um, a standing I, ovation right now. White Lotus. Oh, White Lotus. That's been recommended to me. I haven't actually watched it yet. I enjoyed it. It's got a slightly satirical vibe, which I really enjoy. It's It's got that feeling where should I be taking this seriously? Um, but it also had a really interesting social kind of commentary on rich white people which i always found i always find fun i was like picking that apart as a rich white person myself no i'm a poor, poor white person um it's good it's really good and it's funny it's very funny and there's some recognizable faces in there and it was just kind of easy sometimes i'm, I'm too drawn to just watching really heavy dense dramas and i i love heavy dense dramas but this was a great watch with my partner it was really good and we sometimes struggle to find things that we both enjoy watching together because I'm like, no, we should watch this three-hour drama. And she's thinking, well, can we just watch something a little bit light? We're like, we're going to go to bed after this. Um, so I, I really recommend that show. It was, it was fun. Yeah. White Lotus. Okay. Anything else you want to quickly plug, bro? Uh, there's a few things that are a bit older on the list because I haven't been watching that much. And I'll, I'll explain why. Um, after euphoria if you haven't seen it you have to watch it yeah you I, just have to uh missy's recently just watched that and has uh, recommended mm. it it's a zeitgeist series it really speaks fantastically to our time the way it's shot the music is is unbelievable it's a 10 out of 10 series that you just it's a must watch it's an absolute must watch um succession season three is just landed or is about to land Highly recommend watching Succession. Also has a zeitgeist kind of tone to it, talking, you know, uh, uh, really facing and hitting themes like capitalism head on. It's kind of, you could say, is loosely based around the Rupert Murdoch dynasty. Um, may it crash and burn. Um, so that's a must watch, I think. I love Succession. Amazing performances. It's just, it's just great. And it's HBO. Any, anything by HBO. Anything. Which... Leads me to the t- last two series that I'd recommend, which are from back in the late 90s, early 2000s, Sopranos. If you haven't seen The Sopranos, I mean, The Sopranos is like the father of all of these series that we are loving watching now. We're just, it's, it is one of the cornerstones of television. Mm. HBO, early days, must watch, and The Wire. Same thing, must watch. Some um, solid uh, recommendations there, bro. Um, really appreciate you taking the time to uh, write a list. Makes me feel very... And the cool. six o'clock news. Oh, my favourite <laughs> series is the six o'clock news. I is love it. Daily update? That's my favourite. Oh, daily update. Mm, I've clocked out of the daily updates and now I just hit the, um, the Monday one. Monday, okay. Monday. Um, and uh, just uh, for everyone listening who didn't manage to get a pen and hasn't been religiously taking notes of everything, uh, all the shows we've been talking about, I will be posting them up for the podcast of this episode. So don't worry, I got you. Um, and uh, you mentioned that 
you wanted to get into why you haven't been watching that much TV lately. Yeah, I haven't been watching a lot of TV lately because I've been writing a lot. Mm. Uh, it's been a real time of self-reflection as an actor about how I can be self-sustainable during a time like this. I mean, I'm not going to get an acting job, so which is was, was kind of a, a frightening reality. I mean, thank God our government's looked after us. We've, we've got access to things like the wage subsidy. Um, but I've really started putting pen to paper and... Um, and now I feel guilty if I go to watch something. I'm like, oh, well, I should be working on what I'm trying to um, develop. So that's been pretty exciting. And I'm working on a couple of feature films and a series at the moment. So um, no, I'm not. Not a series. A short film and two feature films. And just trying to to write and write and write and write. And it's been such an exciting time to, to do it. And I think you're so right. We're going to see a lot of content that has come out of this period and there'll be this this post-pandemic rush of of art to watch and to listen to you know albums that were conceptualized during COVID-19 and Mm. films and series and I think we get to see it we get to see it so I'm actually really excited for that it's kind of like this this is our generation's depression you know and there was a boom of art um, after the war and after the depression Um, and this is kind of our version of that in a way you know i mean not not to compare them but it's 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 the greatest global event we've ever experienced and i think that's a great time for inspiration well yeah and i you know i feel like a bit of a broken record on the show and especially whenever i'm recording during a um lockdown or level change or whatever i'm always talking about keeping creative uh because Mm. obviously well obvious to me I guess but I feel like a lot of my listeners um, and my that's the ticket fans are people from the creative scene uh, predominantly in Kirikiroa but you know hopefully I'll get a few more um, Tamaki Makoto listeners after this one Jordan but um, you know the phrase he waka ikenoa we're all in this together and so I truly believe that and so that's why every show I'm like keep being creative use this time and so it's really mm. nice to hear that, you know, you're using this time. Um, yeah, yeah. I've, best out of an interesting situation, to say the least. Yeah, I made a pretty big commitment to myself right at the start of lockdown. I was like, okay, this is it. This is my sabbatical. This is my mm. forced sabbatical. I'm, I, I must get something good out of this because otherwise I'm going to despair. Um but, I've, but then on the, the polar side of that, I've had to be very forgiving to myself because on the days that I just can't be bothered and I just can't, I don't feel motivated and I I'm, I'm, have lockdown fatigue, or as my friend put it, lockdown brain. You know, and you wake yeah. up and you're just a bit like, dur, 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 and it's, I'm all lockdown fuzzed. And forgiving that and knowing that it's okay on those days because I'm, I'm missing human interaction, varied human interaction and doing ordinary things yeah well I'm like how do you how do you follow that there was such a a human response and um in in all honesty I was feeling a touch moves there because everything you're saying is so so real and so relatable and there are so many people in the same boat right now and I it's, it's just making me think of you know any creatives out there or anyone out there listening to this and feeling that me too um yeah know, know that you know 
it's gonna be okay and your kind of lockdown struggles are valid and it is hard oh 100 like, and we're all know, in this we're all in it you know yeah I've, I've been talking about use this time to be creative but also i i really want to kind of spread the second half of your message jordan of like it's okay to get writer's block. It's okay to go easy on yourself and your creative endeavors in this time, because if it's, totally. you, you can't force it. And, yeah, um, and acknowledge it, acknowledge yeah. it. And when, like, when you feel it, like uh, using my partner as an example, she was feeling very guilty for taking breaks hmm. because, you know, I've got, she's, she's, she's thinking to herself, I've got the time I should be working. I should be working. And I said to her, you need to just remember that the breaks are just as important as the work time. Cause if you don't have a break, then you can't, you can't work as efficiently. So just, we must forgive ourselves during this time. Yeah, exactly. And, um, on that note of uh, taking a break, I'm going to break for a uh, another song, um, a song that I think uh, you will appreciate, Jordan, because I picked it with you in mind. Um, it's a, a song that brings me joy, brings many people in Aotearoa joy. It's a Fat Freddy's Drop classic. Um, it's Wandering Eye. Love Fat Freddy's. Yeah. Enjoy, peeps.
sit still when I got it, when I got it. All around, I say keep on searching, oh I got it, yes I got it. When will it cease, never gonna end, lost my family, I lost my friends, faces familiar, far from the same, come a little closer, let me know. Freddie's drop, Wandering Eye, absolute classic. Um, yeah, honestly, wonderful. Whenever I hear that song, I can't not think of the music video. And it's that song's been out for no. eight. But is that the fish and chips music video? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just always springs to mind. My mind, I should say. But uh, you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney and special guest Jordan Mooney. It's been a bit of a Mooney fest uh, for this week's episode which isn't necessarily a bad thing it's always a i think it's necessarily a good thing yeah yeah you know what's the point of having a radio show if i don't um get as many family members members on or mentioned on an episode as i can absolutely um you know um but as we're uh, nearing the end of the show i'm gonna break into my last segment and i'm kind of keen to see if um you've got anything to add jordan because it will definitely be a um alternate perspective but uh this is upcoming events which is definitely a uh, weird segment to have uh right now seems probably seems quite foreign to you being in tamaki makoto jordan but um Mm. Kirikiriroa, uh, Hamlet Guns Arts Festival have a boosted crowdfunding um, campaign running right now. Uh, The last episode of That's the Ticket, I had Nick Walsh on the show to talk about the campaign after it had just launched. Uh, That is still running. Um, So 
visit boosted.org.nz, search for Hamilton Gardens Arts Festival, and it should come up. I'll also post uh, the link to the page with the podcast of this episode. But that campaign's running for about two more weeks. They're about 25%. Um, they've reached 25% of their fundraising goal. Um, this, it's changing by the minute, though, so I don't even know why I gave that statistic. But um, do go ahead and donate if you have the core heart to spare. Obviously, it's a um, tough time for everyone right now. But uh, if you want to save the festival and save summer, I um, highly recommend um, supporting that. Um, over at the Meteor Theatre, uh, they've had to postpone a bunch of events due to um, changing between level two and level three. Uh, so keep a watch on their Facebook page and websites for reschedules and stuff. Um, again, like HGAF's boosted page, things are changing all the time. So it's really hard to promo upcoming events because everything's just kind of shifting. Um, over at uh, Riverley Theatre, Hamilton Musical Theatre's uh, season of Mamma Mia was meant to open at uh, the start of this month, but they've been cancelling shows as they haven't been able to go ahead. But the season is running until the 30th of October, so hold on to your tickets as I think they have transferred some t tickets optimistically into the latter end of the season. Um, and when in doubt, just check the Hamilton Musical Theatre website or their Facebook page. And then last but definitely not least, Clarence Street Theatre have got uh, Tom Sainsbury Snapchat dude um, coming on November 5th. Let's hope that can go ahead. But um, those are my plugs. Anything you want to plug, Jordan? I want to plug getting vaccinated because... In Auckland at the moment, it's pretty sad seeing things get cancelled and cancelled and cancelled. I want to plug getting vaccinated because in Auckland at the moment, it's just been really difficult seeing things get cancelled and cancelled. Um, I, I had a gig booked for twenty for this year and it got postponed to February 2023. <laughs> yeah, which is an international artist. So I'm not surprised. I also had tickets to um, the Auntie Donna live show oh my that's God. been postponed to late half of next year um and the the basement christmas show which is a stalwart fundraiser for the basement theater which is in in, in some ways the auckland equivalent of the meteor um you know they've cancelled the christmas show so many things are getting cancelled particularly live events um and it's awful it's awful for our practitioners and i think the number one thing we can do right now is vaccinate it's, 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 it's what we can do to protect ourselves, to protect those around us and um, to get arts back up, back up and running. And in the meantime, I like staying optimistic and, and keeping creative. Yeah. Well, and supporting New Zealand work on television is a great way to, um, to, to support and things like that. Yeah. Well said, well said. Um, thanks for taking the time. It's, it's been great um, having a chat. Um, it's always quite refreshing. To... Yeah, it's a pleasure. It's so nice to sit down and talk about the arts. Yeah, I mean, it's as I was saying, it's always quite refreshing to uh, talk to an artist and just talk about creative things. Often, I love talking about events on That's the Ticker. That's kind of our um, main thing. But, like, it's, it's, all, it's also nice to take a step back and just kind of, talk about people and 
other creative stuff, you know? But Yeah, um, yeah, and the state and the climate of where we're at creatively as a country. Yeah. No, and it's 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 nice having some uh, beyond Kirikirua perspective as well. But uh, yeah. thanks. And um, me and Jordan are going to say goodbye now and um, play ourselves out with a song by Cloak Bay called Lady, which I believe features in the hit New Zealand uh, TV show Head High. Uh, brilliant. Yeah. Sweet. Thanks, and I'll catch you next week. Ka kite. Great. See you guys. Thanks, Hannah. Do you want to listen?
more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.